Well, hey everyone, thanks for checking out this message from Journey Church. These resources are so awesome to have when you're out in nature like we are and you gotta go be outside on these nice days. However, we want you to know that there is nothing better than true fellowship with believers and live worship with your fellow Christians. So be sure to use this message only in conjunction with getting fed in a community of believers. Hey, we also want you to get connected with us, so be sure to text the word CONNECT to 307-271-9160 so that you can stay in the loop with everything happening at Journey Church and get notifications about upcoming events. Hey, we pray that this message encourages you and inspires you as you continue this life on your walk with Jesus. So let's, let's start off in prayer. Pray with me. Father God, you are worthy. You are holy. We worship you. We honor you. We seek your face. <clears throat> we want what you want. Speak to us now. Show us what you would have us do, God. We have the freedom to worship you. We have the freedom to openly worship you, to openly gather. Help us to gather. Help us to worship. Help us to be about the body. Help us to be about building up the church. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you were here with us last week, Pastor Aaron preached out of Ephesians, out of chapter 6, what he called the schemes of the enemy. Um, today, we're going to remain in Ephesians just a little bit earlier in the letter. But before we get into that, um, let me first take you back, back in the day, say about 15 years ago, back about 15 years ago here in Gillette, my wife Terry and I were part of what I like to call the volunteer army. And we were volunteering at a church, and specifically we were volunteering as adult volunteers in the youth ministry. Um, loved it. It was a sweet, sweet time of ministry for, for both of us. Um, and I was just was blessed to be in a place where I could shepherd hearts of kids that were in junior high and high school. And it was just a sweet time. Um, one of the common or frequent conversations wasn't common, but frequent conversations as I was, as we were walking through life with kids was this question in one form or another, how do I find God's will for my life? How do I find what God would have me do? And my answer, or as we would talk, would be somewhat in this form, are you doing today what God has asked you to do. Let's start there. Are you doing right now in this moment what would God what God would have you do? Are you walking there? Are you stepping there? Are you abiding there? Then we'll figure out the rest. Then we'll figure out the next step. But do today what God has asked you to do today. Simple. Not easy, but simple. So that's my question to us. Are we doing today what God would have us do 
today. Let's start there, right? And then we'll take the next step. Matthew 6, 33. We all know it. Most of us know it. Seek ye first the... And then we'll add to it. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then take the next step. Just, just live out what you already know to live out. Just live there. Just do that. And then we'll pursue more. And then we'll pursue what's next. So are we pursuing that? Are we living there? Are we doing today what we already know to do? Simple. Basic. What spiritual disciplines is God working on you with? You already probably already know. You already know, right? So I just have a couple questions. Are we doing that? Are we already living that out? And then I have another question. This might sound, sound like kind of an odd question, but, but hang with me. I'll, hopefully it'll make sense. What if you only had one page of the Bible? What if you only had one page of the Bible? What would you do? You would live that out, right? If all I had was John 15, Jesus says, abide in me. Am I doing that? Jesus says, remain in me. Am I doing that? Jesus says, you can do nothing without me. Am I doing that? Romans 12, be transformed. Keep on being transformed. Are we doing that? Are we allowing God to do that? Matthew 7, build your house on the firm foundation. Joshua 24, choose you this day whom you will serve. On and on I could go. I think you get my point. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. And on, like I said, on and on I could go. One of my favorites, one that I keep circling back to, or God keeps circling me back to, I should say, Romans 12, verse 9. Don't pretend to love each other, really love each other. Don't just go through the motions of pretending to love people, really love people. Then it goes on, weep with those who weep and laugh with those that laugh. Am I doing that and then pursue more and then turn the page of your Bible and then again keep gathering amongst the body keep seeking keep pursuing keep seeking keep pursuing it's really simple the gospel is simple but it's not easy right so in my life in this season of life, and in other seasons of life, I should say, one of the places, one of the pages, page, pages of my Bible that God keeps bringing me back to in his loving, gentle, 
transforming way is the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians. In my Bible, in my Bible, five pages. Five pages in my Bible is the book of Ephesians. Five pages, yet a lifetime of learning. A lifetime of being, being transformed, being changed, being challenged, being convicted, being, being pursued, God pursuing me as I'm pursuing it, as I'm pursuing what this book teaches me. Five pages, yet a lifetime of learning. Maybe even more specific, to boil it down even further, Ephesians 4, chapter 1. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Are we doing it? And I'm not up here to criticize. I'm not here to condemn. I'm not up here to say, you know, buckle up, here we go. I'm just saying, are we doing it? Therefore, I, a prisoner for the Lord, beg us to lead a life worthy of our calling. This is written to the church, right? That's, this is written to us. This isn't written to the people out there. This is written to the people of the church. Are we living a life worthy of the calling? For we have been called by God. Am I living that out? Am I already doing that? As I'm growing and seeking and pursuing. It's not complicated. It's not. It's really, really simple. But it's not easy. Jesus says in Matthew 16, like I prayed, I will build my church. And you know what? He's still building his church. He is about the business of building his kingdom. All we got to do is walk along. All we have to do is be part of it. Are we about the business of building his church. Not, not our church, not our kingdom, not even this church, the church. Are we about the business of building up the church? Are we pursuing unity? Are we pursuing growth and change and transformation? So continuing on, Ephesians chapter 2. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body, one spirit. You have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and one Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. However... He has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. However, he has given each one of us a special gift. Yep, even you. God has given you a special gift. 
or should I say a mix of special gifts? What are you doing with it? Welcome to the party. What are we doing with our gifts? Are we building up the church? Are we pursuing that? So continuing down, we'll skip down to verse 11. So continuing on in the book of Ephesians, the gifts continue. Starting in verse 11. Now these are the gifts that God gave the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Are we doing it? So as I journey with you, as I walk with you, as I operate in my gifts, as I operate in my calling, as I do what God has asked me to do, if I read that right, as I'm being equipped, as I'm growing and changing and pursuing and being mentored and being challenged and taking courses and what, whatever else I find myself doing to be equipped, then I get to give away what, I've, what I'm learning. As I'm being equipped, if I read that right, as I'm being equipped, my responsibility is to equip you, all y'all, however you want to put it, to do the work of the church. So as I grow and as I change, I invite you to walk with us. So what is my role in the story? Okay, but what is your role in the story? What is your role in his story? So as I'm trying as best I can to be about the work of the kingdom, my invitation to you is to join me, to join us as we're about the work of the kingdom. So I have, I have a statement. I don't want something from you. I want something for you. I don't want something from you. I want something for you. What do I want? What do I want? I want to see all of us, all of us, myself included, operating fully alive in Christ, fully alive in Christ, and fully alive in our giftings. That's what I want. I don't want that from you. I want that for you. I want to see all of us so lit for Jesus that the world notices. We sing about it. Come awaken your people. Come awaken your church. I'm not worthy, but he is. So back up to the book of Ephesians. 
we're back into the book of Ephesians, sorry. We're going to back up a little bit. We're going to go back to chapter 3 now. In chapter 3, verse 8, Paul says this. I am the least deserving. In other places, Paul calls himself the chief of sinners. But in Ephesians 3, he says, Paul says of himself, I am the least deserving. You ever felt like that? You ever felt like the chief of sinners? You ever felt like the least deserving of all the people sitting here? You ever felt like that? You're in great company. Welcome to the party. My prayer and my challenge to us comes out of Ephesians 3, starting in verse 14. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious and unlimited resources, he will empower us, you, with the inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Here's my prayer. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And you may have the power to understand, as all of God's peoples, peoples should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, we've all heard this next section, right? Ephesians 3.20. Now all glory to God, who is able, God is able, through his mighty power at work within us, within us. God's mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. May our roots grow deep. May we pursue a deeper cut. May we pursue a deeper walk. Our, live where we already know where to live. Do what we already know. Then pursue that our roots may grow deep in his love, then we will be strong. His power, not ours. His strength, not ours. He is able to do. Now with that in mind, let me take you back to Ephesians 4, verse 1. Based off of everything we know, Ephesians 1, 2, and 3. It's the gospel. It's, it's what Christ has done for us. It's, it's unity in the body. It's, it's uh, he has given the power, his power dwelling within us. It's his church. It's his work. It's his spirit. Right? Back to verse 1 of chapter 4. Therefore, 
Meaning, because of all this that I already know about God and what he's doing and his power, therefore, I, a prisoner for the Lord, a prisoner of the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Yep, even you. I am blessed to be one of the leaders of this church. I'm blessed to lead with an amazing group of people leading this church. That is my calling. Part of my calling is to ask you, what is your calling? What is your gift? What is your gift mix? And are we living there? Simple. What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you? Or has, what has God been speaking to you? Not in this, this moment, perhaps, but I don't know, the last week, last month of your life, last year, years of your life. What has God been speaking to you? For you have been called by God. So Ephesians chapter 4, verses 14 through 16, says this. Ephesians 4, 14 through 16. Then we will no longer be immature like children. When we're living fully alive in Christ, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. Who is the head of his body, his church? He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. We know we're part of the body of Christ. We, most of us get that concept. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does his own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Identity in Christ. If Christ is your Savior, you're part of the body of Christ. You're part of the body that is the church. That is your identity. What is your pursuit? Pursue his call on your life. Let me, let us help you pursue that. May we all live out this thing called life together, together. If we were honest, all of us would have a, maybe a hard hat, 
and a safety vest and a big sign right here that says under construction, right? Under construction, all of us. None of us have arrived until we are in glory. All of us are under construction. So what's the practical applications, okay? So this isn't in my notes, so this is free, right? It's not in these notes, but it's here and it's here. I've been a, I've been a believer about 20 years, just over 20 years. In those 20 years, <coughs> Terry Lynn and I have been involved in nine different churches. <coughs> Crazy, huh? Yeah, and we're not those people, right? We, so back in, 2000, back in 2004, uh, we, got, we got a strong call to be part of church planting. I didn't even know what that meant. Back when I was saved, 20 years ago, I'm just like lit for the Lord. I'm like, what do I do next? Get in a small group. Great idea. One question. What's a small group? I'm serious. I had no idea that terminology. What's a small group? I know you could, I know what a small group is now. So, so, okay. So I know what that is now. Okay. But I really didn't know. So in 2004, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be involved in this, this church plant thing, huh? Okay, what, what does that mean, right? I never heard the term. So in 20 years, we've been involved in one form or another, nine different churches. Okay? Here's where I'm going with this. I've been, I've been part of the volunteer army, if you will, the volunteer staff, the volunteer army that it takes to run a church. I've been part of that army way more than I've been part of the paid army, if you will, like 19 years to one year. I know what it looks like to be a volunteer in a church. I know the value of it. I know how challenging it can be at times. I know, because I've been there, I know what it's like to get out of my comfort zone and get in a small group to lead a small group, to attend a small group, to host a small group. Maybe that's next for you. Maybe that's what's next for you, perhaps. God has been laying on your heart. Get in a life group, lead a life group, host a life group, step up and volunteer, get outside yourself, get outside your comfort zone. This whole sermon was not just some ulterior motive to get you people to, to, to volunteer and you know, fill in the blank. What this sermon was, is live a life worthy of your calling. For all of us have been called by God and all of us, all of us have been given a special gift for his church, for his church. If you know me, I'm about the church. I'm about unity amongst the body. I'm about raising the water table, if you will, in the whole church. Because you know what happens when the water raises? All the boats in the har harbor get raised up. As the water raises, all of the Christian churches get raised up. That's what I'm about. Part of my role is to ask you, 
What's your part? Pray about it. Think about it. Reach out to me. Shoot me an email. Let me walk with you or invite you to walk with me as we help Jesus build his church. Ben, want to come back up? Do we have a closing song? Okay. This is the part. So even today, obviously we had a few glitches, right? It's all good. Right? We, we sang... Wake us up, church. Wake us up, God. We sang, or at least the band sang, the worship team sang, come awaken your people. Come awaken your church. And we also sang, worthy is the Lamb of God. He is worthy. He is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our, dare I say, sacrifice. He's worthy. I'm not but he is. It's not my church. It's his church. God, thank you for this time. Thank you for your church. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for the gospel. You are mighty to save. Jesus, you are the one that saves. You are the one that is mighty to save. Holy Spirit, you are the one that is transforming lives. You are the one that is laying on people's hearts. What's next? How do I live this out? God, help me. Help me learn. Help me grow. Help me pursue. And help me help those that you invite to walk alongside us. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Thanks so much for checking out that message from Journey Church. We pray that it inspired you to trust the Lord, to treasure people, and to transform our world with the saving gospel message of Jesus Christ. If God is leading you to give to this ministry, be sure to head over to journeychurchgillette.com and hit the give icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Your generous contributions allow us to continue making content like this week after week. So thank you for your generosity so that we can keep spreading the message of Jesus Christ all over the internet. Hey, God bless you guys, and thanks for listening to this message.